Morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Joe B. What's Tuesday like? Looks beautiful. I haven't been outside yet, but it looks gorgeous. What's most on your mind today? Oh, deciding what to do first. Hmm. Uh, I think I better make a list. Then I better make a note, a sticky note, and put it on my chest so I remember where my list is. Kind of day like that. <laughs> you know, uh, whenever I was publisher, I used to write letters uh, answering people who were critical of me, and you would always say, uh, write the letter, get it all just right, put it in the desk drawer, and don't look at it until tomorrow. So that's what I do with my work list now. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good idea. Yeah, I've got to, you know, you always think you have a lot of time to get a lot of things done. And then all of a sudden, you're thinking, I guess I better crank it up a notch or two because um, I'm not putting things over to the left side that I've finished. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got my fingers in a dozen things, but nothing done. You know, I did not realize till our podcast. I think our podcast is really revealing a lot about ourselves because uh, I've lived by lists, and uh, I think mine started with my mother, who would make a list every morning. And once I worked through that list, I got to do what I wanted to do, but I had to get that list accomplished before I could do it. And then whenever I started my own business uh, in the 70s, I would make a list every night and the list would have categories. Are you interested in the categories? Yes. Or, yes, or should we just slide right on by this? And bated breath. Hurry, 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 hurry. Yeah, yeah. You, well, you got something to say? No, no. I can't wait. <laughs> To hear what your lists are. <laughs> I thought it was going to be the envelope deal. It is. <laughs> is it? <laughs> what is the envelope deal? Oh, you always had an envelope and you wrote everything on the outside of the envelope so you could check it off one at a time and get all your jobs done so you wouldn't forget them. And I had categories. And, had and the first category yes. was, was... Personal, business, that's all, personal and business. <laughs> Well, I had family. Family. Well, that's personal. Yeah. And what went on that was uh, ball games or meetings or uh, something like that. And then I had friends and siblings. And that included uh, making phone calls to them because I found out in my life, if I didn't have a list of things to do, that I would put some things back to the back and never get to them. And then we would have, uh, I would have uh, agency accounts was one list. Then I would have newspaper problems, a list. Then I had township problems, a list. And every night before I went to bed, I would check through the list and make sure that I had made, marked out those things that I, I accomplished and added a new list for the next day. And it's worked wonders for me. That's great. I used to make uh, no list, and I would know what I needed to get done that day, and I would just automatically get it done. Then I made lists with just one word, you know, uh, like work or taxes or 
uh, just different that would draw my mind and I would go, oh, yeah, I need to do that, or personal, oh, yeah. Then I began to make uh, longer notes, you know, house, and then list things. And then I began to make even longer notes. And then I began to put down list of things I wanted to do, and I would check them off. But it was always looked so messy that then I'd redo the list again. And uh, then sometimes I would do a list and put the list up someplace and I couldn't find it. So mine has deteriorated along with my mind. <laughs> so my lists are really uh, crazy anymore. I don't know. It's just, I'm going to blame part of it on the pandemic. That we're not as busy outside the house and with people that we were before. So now our lists are just kind of lame. (laughs) You know, if you do it, fine. If you don't, fine. And so I think that has been a real challenge for me now that it looks like there is a little glimmer of light at the end of the road for the pandemic, that all of a sudden I'm going to have to retrain myself to get something completed. I start 15 different things. I have to really watch when I clean the house that I don't go and to put something up, find out the drawer I'm putting in doesn't look as neat as I want it to. So I stop everything and I rearrange the drawer. And then I find something in that drawer that belongs someplace else. And so it may be in the garage. So I'll go outside in the garage to put it away in the, one of our cabinets out there. And I'll think, oh, I really need to clean this out. And next thing you know, I've got five projects going and nothing ever gets completely done. So I have to really watch anymore to say, Evelyn, get this done. No, you cannot do this over here till this is done and completed. But so far, it's not working too good. (laughs) See, I think your lists uh, are to guide your energy, is to make sure that you expend your energy efficiently. My lists are to keep me from being lazy, because if I didn't make a list each night of what I had to do the next day, I would be very comfortable doing nothing. So it was sort of a a driving thing for me. Uh, Do you think, uh, you said the pandemic kind of changed your your list making. Uh, I found that the pandemic has been really good for me in that it's taken the urgency of things away. And, uh, you know, I've got some things in my mind that I really want to do. I really need to get the truck checked. It's got a shimmy at 70 miles an hour. I really want to do that. And each time I think about going down there, and uh, they're not mask wearers. They just refuse to wear a mask. Uh, I say, hey, I'm just going to wait until I make sure that the COVID second shot really goes into effect before I expose to that. And there's other things that uh, that I want to do, and I want to get ready for our journey as we get ready to be really become the retired rotors. Yes. Oh, yeah. I um, I'm really bad anymore at putting things off. Uh, it really makes me angry at myself that I will have a list of things to do, and I will just 
keep putting it off. I don't, I don't really understand why uh, some things are so hard for me to do. Anything involving talking to anyone else is really tough for me. You know, if I have a list where I need to call, if I need to call the doctor and make an appointment or I need to go to the dermatologist and do that, I'll just write it down that I want to do it, but I just keep putting it off. Mm-hmm. I have no understanding why. I found that uh, every time I call Joey, Stephen Joe, my oldest, he answers. And if he doesn't answer, he'll call back within seconds minutes at the most, whenever I call Kimberly, she's always there. Just bingo, bingo. But, and when I call Chelsea, Chelsea's always either answers or she'll call back immediately or she will realize it's a butt call yeah. <laughs> and just ignore it. I get a lot of butt calls. You know, and I've never called Kelly or Lori that I didn't get an answer. But we have two of our children who uh, kind of require a uh, an appointment before you can text them and ask them whenever we can call. Uh, I've been trying to get Samantha to give us an update, and I have to text her to get an appointment to make a phone call. Well, um... Now, you're the... I'm the uh, prosecutor. Uh-huh. You're the lawyer for the defendant. Always. Always. I have spent my life being the, uh, what? Arbitrator. The arbitrator, the go-between, the, yeah, the the peacemaker between uh, you and, and the world. <laughs> I'm sorry to say you and your kids, but I'm going to say you and the world. <laughs> you know, I always try to uh, uh, give reasons for your actions. But anyway... Uh, yes, just some people are different. I think it's because if uh, I call Kelly and leave him a message that I, you know, need to talk to him, um, it's like if he leaves a message for me and mom give me a call, it's like, oh my gosh, there has to be something wrong because we we don't call each other just for conversation. I think we call each other when we have something to say. It doesn't have to be anything really important, but I meant... Uh, phone calls mean different things and get different reactions, I think, from different people for different reasons, like I said. I mean, sometimes when you get a call from someone, uh, it scares you because you're afraid there's something wrong because you don't hear from them in case there is something, you know, wrong. Um, Other people are just so busy that they don't have time for idle conversation, they 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 have their list, and if you're on their list, they call you for a certain reason, you know. Um, but if not, uh, you just know not to bother them because they're busy. They'll mm-hmm. they'll get in touch with you when it's convenient for them. And I've also found my whole life that if I let one of my children call me, it's a fantastic call. Mm-hmm. Because it was their idea. They have something to say. It's in a time frame that is easy for them. And they're only concentrating on what they're saying to me. Uh, and that's great. Because uh, sometimes if I call them, 
it's at a wrong time or they're busy or something's not going right in their life or they're dealing with customers of some kind or clients or, you know, or just their own lives. <clears throat> that um, it's like, hello, well, yeah, okay, see you later, bye. You know, it's kind of like my mother used to be. She would um, call me and all of a sudden, or I would call her usually when she did this trick on me, I would call her and i talked to her about five minutes and she'd say, okay, uh, I'll see you later, bye. Just sometimes in the middle of a conversation. Because one, she was thinking about something else. Um, it wasn't her idea. And so the conversation was uh, very blah and very short. Mm-hmm. I appreciate people like that. Uh, you know, blah you. And short? <laughs> well, yeah, you get, you get on the phone with some people and, and you try to get off the phone and it just doesn't work. But yeah. that's always one of the reasons I love talking with Cal Willihan is Cal will do business and friendly business and friend business and everything else. But just as soon as he gets to a certain point, he says, well, you know, that's enough of our conversation. See you later and <laughs> lets it go. But we have Samantha and Jonathan who are very busy people in their life. And like you said, you, you named, you, you hit the whole thing whenever you said, whenever we call them, we get a yes and no conversation, but whenever they call us, it's extended, it is relaxed, it is real quality. And that's the reason all my business life, even in the most uh, uh, busiest of uh, meetings and circumstances, I always took the kids' call. Those calls were very, very important, and many times... There was a reason for the call, the emergency or something, but most of the time it was just casual conversation. Anything else on calls or lists? Uh, no, that I'm getting ready to make another one. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how that goes for the day. Yes. On the morning show they were talking about names and uh, the popular names because of Alexa. Oh. You know, the... Uh, machine, the uh, electronics that you command by voice. Uh, If I were to ask you on the list of popular names, where does Evelyn fall? Oh, my gosh. Uh, um, Used to be that if someone asked you what your name was, you know, like call someone to make an order or do something, you would say Evelyn. Uh, You could see them hesitate. They didn't know how to spell it. Uh, Now... They know how to spell it. It's a very old name. There were no Evelyns. Um, There was only one Evelyn I knew growing up, and she was my mother's age, and her name was Evelyn Allen. And um, so, you know, they just wouldn't name it. Now, all of a sudden, like I think at uh, the school where our grandchildren go here, in uh, Mesa, uh, the principal's uh, daughter's name is Evelyn. Mm-hmm. And so there is just, there's been a lot of people that I've noticed that their name. In the list of 500 names, where do you think Evelyn would fall as the most popular name? <laughs> Way down the list. What Way down the list. I think usually when you name someone Evelyn, it has to be, uh, someone that was in your family, uh, uh, 499. 
it's actually risen to number 10. 10? Yeah, it's the 10th most popular name in America today. I did not know that. But I know that there are a lot of Evelyns, and it's funny when someone, or I'll see a name tag, someone has Evelyn, I'm kind of like taken back because it's just something I never did see growing up. There was no other Evelyns. Did you ever see what the name Evelyn meant? Uh, well, I don't, I don't know. I was named after my grandfather, and his name was Evan. And, of course, he spelled it E-V-A-N. And when my mother named me and put it on the birth certificate, she put E-V-A-L-Y-N. And someone changed it, I guess, to the spelling they thought was right and made it E-V-E-L-Y-N. Probably Harry Lee Lewis. (laughs) Probably, or someone at the, uh, you know. Annie. (laughs) Annie would do it. I hope she is in heaven enjoying herself now because I wouldn't want to say anything bad about her. (laughs) Annie is the nurse at Franklin Hospital who delivered all of her kids. Yeah, she didn't deliver them. She was a nurse. She delivered them. (laughs) Yeah, well, she uh, would threaten to keep them for life. (laughs) I do know that. Yes, I, I, I did not. I did not like her. <laughs> so today is a beautiful day. We got uh, the world in front of us. COVID, uh, COVID uh, is a thing uh, that we have. I think uh, got a little protection on uh, Thursday of this week. We will be fully protected with our second Pfizer shot. Uh, your feelings? Oh, I'm tickled to death. Tickled to death. It was uh, very, um, uh, what I'm going to say, uh, good to get out yesterday just for a little while and uh, pick up some things that I needed uh, at Home Depot. And um, it uh, it's amazing what a trip out away from your house will do for your, your body and soul. Yeah, it was really great. So Thursday is the... Uh Big day for us and uh, long in coming and uh, anxious to see how long it's good for. Uh, Otherwise, let's march on. Let's make our list. Let's get things done. Uh, You know, we were going to we were going to check on a lot of things and do a lot of things before our trip. Uh, We're headed east whenever we take off. A good chance that uh, Kimberly will be back in this area then and maybe uh, visit with us a little bit. Yes, I'm excited about everything. So I'm getting my uh, pencil sharpened and uh, going to make my list, see if I can't check at least one or two of them off before the end of the day. See, I always told you you were a 10. What does that mean? Evelyn is 10th on the list of oh. names. Oh, you're so funny, Joe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're but what keeps me going every day. Yeah. Out but the door. <laughs> Kimberly says that whenever I have to explain <laughs> yes. my humor, <laughs> it ain't funny, Dad. <laughs> Say goodbye, Tracy. Or what is it? <laughs> Tracy. What is, is goodbye? Well, it's usually it's Gracie. Oh. Yes. Say goodbye, Gracie. <laughs> uh Goodbye, Joe.
Have a good one. Love you, darling. Love you, hon. Morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Joe B. How are you on a, a Sunday morning? I know. It seemed like Saturday. Yesterday seemed like Sunday. I know. It finally got here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Great. You? Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Getting ready for another big week. So how are you feeling? Uh, we, we've had our shots and everything, and we've been exposed and uh, deposed and everything. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, good. Good. Yeah. Um, yesterday, I uh, did mouth-to-mouth with Augie. <laughs> so uh, he's a test. He's my test. August, Augustus is our uh, six-year-old little feller that... Uh, had an overnight, first overnight in how long? Oh, my gosh. Months. Oh, I would say six, eight months or longer. I'd longer. Probably mm-hmm. since uh, the pandemic started for us last March. So a year almost. You know, and I think him being away from us, can I say this, has been very beneficial with his growth and development. Well, that's kind of sad, isn't it? <laughs> Are you saying that perhaps we hindered his growth and development before? I think we enabled some activity that he got away with, with us, that he did not get away with other people. And I saw yesterday in a tremendous growth and development on his part. Oh, yes. He's uh, he's a little man now. He's a little toddler. He's not a baby. He's um, He's doing really good. I think really, really good. What are you looking most for? For what? What are you looking forward to most? I should oh. have said. Forward to most? Oh, oh, I guess just uh, eventually getting out on the road. Um, uh, I, I'm excited about just, you know, going down the road. Because every once in a while now I get in the car and I think, what would it be like just to... Keep going. Just get on the interstate and drive. We're going to get a little uh, taste of traveling, uh, going over to the Wounded Marine Golf Tournament, April 13th. And a couple of our kids are going to go with us and a few grandkids. Yes, I uh, always look forward to that. But it seems more like it's always been kind of uh, overshadowed by work. It always seems like it was uh, a job you know, making sure everything went okay with the golf tournament. So that always seemed like uh, the top part of it. So, yeah, I think this one we will have it, uh, what, uh, thought about it and uh, going to use it a lot differently than we have before. Or I can't find the right words that I want to say. Look forward to it. It's not um, something really looming, I don't think. Now, I'm just a bystander, so you're the one that does it all. So I don't know if you feel that way at all or not. Do you? COVID COVID has changed the whole perspective of everything because in working with the golf course, Saquon, Singing Hills, Uh, there's just so many things you can do and a lot of things you cannot do. And uh, they're going to separate people. Only one person can ride in the cart at a time. The other one has to walk. The uh, uh, after 
event, which we always have a big awards and dinner. Uh, we still have that schedule, but the probability of having it is diminished. And what they uh, are doing with tournaments now, they're feeding them on the course. They had food. They have food tents scattered throughout the golf course, so that whenever you do your golfing, you go golf and uh, you get done. It's all over. There's no party. There's no hanging around. They don't want uh, a bunch of people getting together. They are really being cautious. So because of that and because of the fact that uh, our sponsors and our golfers are are being very cautious about committing themselves for the tournament, uh, yeah, it's it's a relaxed approach to it this year. Although we've just about got our course filled with golfers. Oh, that's wonderful. And um uh... I think I think the golfers are going to like it um, because there's no big uh, lulls mm-hmm. in it. Used to you had to wait till everyone got finished before you started the proper program, so that kind of strung it out for a good ways. And people have been there since what six in the morning, seven in the morning, and by two in the afternoon, you know, uh, they were probably ready to get home and uh, go out for dinner with their wives. So I think it'll be. Uh, a great thing, a hit. I think it'll be more fun for everyone. The cause is really great. It's for the Wounded, Ill, and Injured program at the uh, U.S. Naval Medical Center, San Diego, commonly known as Balboa. Uh, those patients uh, returning uh, from all services who might have been ill or injured, uh, the funds go into their program. So the people like to turn out for that, and it's it's a good cause. It's a good event, and it's uh, after the uh, founder, Duncan L. Hunter, who uh, was the congressman when it started 15 years ago and uh, retired, I think, 2008, and his son took over. Hey, uh, the Sunday morning show was on this morning. I'm going to name some topics, and you tell me which one you want to settle in on, okay? Okay. Okay, they talked about the avalanche. You want to settle in on that? Well, no, but I'll make a comment. Yeah. Um, it freaked me out. I thought I I probably now would not, of course, I would never go skiing because I see those guys flying down and I think, oh, my gosh, you know, I've got kids that ski and grandchildren that ski and it's like I would love to do it, but um, uh, I don't have a control of my body. <laughs> that well anymore so but it would be um really scary and you don't know when these things are going to happen and uh more times than not it results in uh you know death so i don't you know i'll i'll play down at the bottom of the hill and throw snowballs at people you know the two things they didn't mention that i thought about you know whenever you're covered up you don't know which way's up so you start digging you may be digging sideways or down. You just don't know. And the second thing is, they do have a vest that that is an, a balloon mm-hmm. that you can pull a rip cord and have a big balloon, and that keeps you on top of the avalanche. But they didn't mention either one of those. Yeah, but when do you pull that cord? As soon as you hear it coming. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, so then you are a balloon rolling down? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you stay on top of the snow instead of getting covered up. That's neat, except there's a Pl- lot of trees on there. Plus, if you get covered up, you have an air supply there, 
And also, it's easier for the searchers to find you, I think. Yes, I, I know. And I never thought about what you said, uh, digging out. My thing was uh, flashing through my mind that I would be lying there and I would look up and start digging. I never thought, never in my mind that you could be face down and start digging. That's, that is even worse. I'm never going. <laughs> never. <laughs> you want me to cancel your ski trip? Yes, yes, right away. Ellen Pompeo, Grey's Anatomy. I never was a fan of Grey's Anatomy. Isn't that crazy? Bob Ross, painter. Oh, my gosh. I remember as a kid, uh, probably in grade school, junior high or something, uh, I think he would come on uh, Saturday mornings, and I thought he makes it look so easy uh, just with a little stroke to change something. And I always wanted to do it, but... That's not where my uh, specialty traits lie, not in art. But uh, And he was so calm. Mm -hmm. He talked so quietly that it was almost like a meditation session. Yeah. Well, it was shrouded in religion, just like uh, Mr. Rogers had his religious. He was an ordained minister, Mr. Rogers. I did not know that either. And then also Lamar Burton, you know, he early in life wanted to become a Catholic priest. And then uh, he, of course, uh, was a star of Roots. Oh, yes, I remember that series. And I was thinking now there's a series that's going on for years. I mean, I'm into one now that has seven seasons. And um, they can be the death of you because you get hooked on them and you want to just watch and watch. And this was just probably around the first time there was ever anything like what we see now. I meant there was probably, you know, Gunsmoke or Rawhide or uh, Days of Our Lives or something. Or Debbie Does Dallas. Uh, well, I was never allowed to see that. So, <laughs> and I don't know where that came from. But anyway, uh, but of that magnitude... Uh, Oh, yes. People talked about it all the time, just like they do now. And, uh, yeah, it was a, a great thing. I didn't realize he was the guy that was on uh, uh, the Starship movies, Star Trek. Star Trek. Um, but, yes, yeah, it's, it's just crazy how exciting it was. When Roots was aired, uh, you can turn that off. When Roots was aired... Um, Southern Illinois had one of the worst snowstorms they could have. And the program ran for eight consecutive nights. And they said the reason they did that, because they were afraid nobody would watch it, but Roots ran for eight consecutive nights. It was in March. It was a horrible snowstorm. People were locked into their house. And I watched every second of every program, and it had a tremendous impact on me, did it you? Oh, yes, yes. It was um, uh, very revealing. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think they should, and I guess they think, didn't they a couple of years ago run the whole thing again? Yeah, I think every once in a while they should just run it for people who, generations that haven't seen it. Also this morning, we had uh, dogs, 
we had a segment on a dog. Sadie the dog? Yes. That was neat, wasn't it? I loved how um, the dog rescued uh, his um, new owner, his rescue person. Um, And then I noticed how when the uh, guy walked around the room that her eyes followed him every move he made. And they say there is a special uh, reaction between uh, a survival dog some, and the person who has actually uh, rescued them because um, that just tells you dogs really have a lot of feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, I love dogs. Oh, I do too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I love dogs. I so. don't know, though. I think, I think dogs are really like your children. Uh, you like your own children, but you're not so crazy about someone else's kids. And I think that's the same with dogs. You know, your dog can get away with murder, but someone else's dog is absolutely horrible. That's kind of strange. <laughs> My dog is Spot whenever I was a young boy. Uh, we also had Whiskey. And uh, I don't know that I ever became attached to any other dogs. No, no. We had uh, Aki, mm-hmm. but um, I'm not sure that you were attached to Aki either. Okay, the last thing on the Sunday morning program, the Fifth Dimensions. Oh, I'd forgotten all about their music and the songs. And, man, it wanted to make me see if I couldn't find an old, you know, cassette or something uh, Maybe Certainly a, not an album, not an old... Uh, oh, I probably had. I had a ton of albums, and I do not know what happened to them. But, um, yeah, I'd like to get a, a CD of their old hits and just listen to them again, because that's kind of my error. One less bell to ring. Oh, no, one less bell to answer. Yes. And Beautiful Balloon. Mm-hmm. Let the sun shine in, Aquarius. Yes, I love that one. It's a happy song. Mm -hmm. I love you. I love you. Yeah, It's Sunday. It's fun day. We're going to get an order of food in. We've let our supply of food uh, go down to absolutely nothing. And uh, the only other thing they talked about was masks, uh, which is the best mask to wear. And after watching that, I realized that I've been very deficient in getting the right mask. Well, I think the one that's the most comfortable is probably the, it's a good mask, but unless it fits you around your ear and around your nose and your cheeks and everything, um, it's not very helpful. It has to fit tight around your face. Mm -hmm. That's the reason I think when you see the nurses that have been uh, serving us so long in the emergency rooms and everything, uh, theirs are so tight that they've got, you know, indentions on their face where they've had them and worn them all day long. So, yes, but I'm, I've kind of been wearing two. Um, one that doesn't get so close to my mouth, next to my mouth, and then I've got one that really fits tight around my ears and my face to put over it. Uh, happens to be one we got from Blue Cross and Blue Shield. They sent those to us in the mail. And uh, I like that combination. Have a great one. Get your mask on and let's romp and roll today. Okie dokie. See you later. Love you, girl. Love you, hon. Bye. Substitutions. Oh, the reason I didn't get the... 
plant food mm. was, remember, you brought it up after I had made the order. Mm. Oh, we're recording this too? No, no, we you're, got it turned off. You're dead meat. <laughs> oh, we're getting a fake meat? No. I said because I didn't order. Okay, let's. Morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Joe B. How are you on a, sa- a Sunday morning? I know. It seemed like Saturday. Yesterday seemed like Sunday. I know. It finally got here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Great. You? Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Getting ready for another big week. So how are you feeling? Uh, we, we've had our shots and everything, and we've been exposed and uh, deposed and everything. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, good. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yesterday, I uh, did mouth-to-mouth with Augie. <laughs> so, uh, he's a test. He's my test. August, Augustus is our uh, six-year-old little feller that uh, had an overnight. First overnight in how long? Oh, my gosh. Months. Oh, I would say six, eight months or longer. I'd Longer. Probably mm-hmm. since uh, the pandemic started for us last March. So a year almost. You know, and I think him being away from us, can I say this, has been very beneficial with his growth and development. Well, that's kind of sad, isn't it? <laughs> Are you saying that perhaps we hindered his growth and development before? I think we enabled some activity that he got away with with us that he did not get away with other people and I saw yesterday in a tremendous growth and development on his part. Oh yes, he's uh he's a little man now. He's a little toddler. He's not a baby. He's um he's doing really good, I think. Really, really good. What are you looking most for? For what? What are you looking forward to most, I should oh. have said. Forward to most. Oh, oh! I guess just uh, eventually getting out on the road. Um, uh, I, I'm excited about just you know going down the road because every once in a while now I get in the car and I think, what would it be like just to keep going, just get on the interstate and drive? We're going to get a little uh, taste of traveling, uh, going over to the Wounded Marine Golf Tournament, April thirteenth. And a couple of our kids are going to go with us and a few grandkids. Yes, I uh, always look forward to that. But it seems more like it's always been kind of uh, overshadowed by work. It always seems like it was uh, a job, you know, making sure everything went okay with the golf tournament. So that always seemed like uh, the top part of it. So, yeah, I think this one we would have... We'll have it, uh, what, uh, thought about it and uh, going to use it a lot differently than we have before. Or I can't find the right words that I want to say. Um, look forward to it. It's not um, something really looming, I don't think. Now, I'm just a bystander, so you're the one that does it all. So I don't know if you feel that way at all or not. Do you? COVID, COVID has changed the whole perspective of everything because in working with the golf course, Saquon, Singing Hills, uh, there's just so many things you can do and a lot of things you cannot do. 
and uh, they're going to separate people. Only one person can ride in the cart at a time. The other one has to walk. The uh, uh, after uh, event, which we always have a big awards and dinner, uh, we still have that schedule, but the probability of having it is diminished. And what they uh, are doing with tournaments now, they're feeding them on the course. They had food. They have food tents scattered throughout the golf course, so that whenever you do your golfing, you go golf and uh, you get done. It's all over. There's no party. There's no hanging around. They don't want uh, a bunch of people getting together. They are really being cautious. So because of that and because of the fact that uh, our sponsors and our golfers are are being very cautious about committing themselves for the tournament, uh, yeah, it's, it's a relaxed approach to it this year, although we've just about got our course filled with golfers. Oh, that's wonderful. And, um, uh... I think I think the golfers are going to like it um, because there's no big uh, lulls mm-hmm. in it. Used to you had to wait till everyone got finished before you started the proper program, so that kind of strung it out for a good ways. And people have been there since what six in the morning, seven in the morning, and by two in the afternoon, you know, uh, they were probably ready to get home and uh, go out for dinner with their wives. So I think it'll be. Uh, a great thing, a hit. I think it'll be more fun for everyone. The cause is really great. It's for the Wounded, Ill, and Injured program at the uh, U.S. Naval Medical Center, San Diego, commonly known as Balboa. Uh, Those patients uh, returning uh, from all services who might have been ill or injured, uh, the funds go into their program. So, the people like to turn out for that, and it's it's a good cause. It's a good event, and it's uh, after the uh, founder, Duncan L. Hunter, who uh, was the congressman when it started 15 years ago and uh, retired, I think, 2008, and his son took over. Hey, uh, the Sunday morning show was on this morning. I'm going to name some topics, and you tell me which one you want to settle in on, okay? Okay. Okay, they talked about the avalanche. You want to settle in on that? Well, no, but I'll make a comment. Yeah. Um, it freaked me out. I thought I I probably now would not, of course, I would never go skiing because I see those guys flying down and I think, oh, my gosh, you know, I've got kids that ski and grandchildren that ski and it's like I would love to do it, but um, uh, I don't have a control of my body. <laughs> that well anymore so but it would be um really scary and you don't know when these things are going to happen and uh more times than not it results in uh you know death so i don't you know i'll i'll play down at the bottom of the hill and throw snowballs at people you know the two things they didn't mention that i thought about you know whenever you're covered up you don't know which way's up so you start digging you may be digging sideways or down. You just don't know. And the second thing is they do have a vest that, that is an, a balloon mm-hmm. that you can pull a ripcord and have a big balloon, and that keeps you on top of the avalanche. But they didn't mention either one of those. Yeah, but when do you pull that cord? As soon as you hear it coming. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, so then you are a balloon rolling down. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you stay on top of the snow instead of getting covered up. Yeah. That's neat, except there's a Pl- lot of trees on there. Plus, if you get covered up, you have an air supply there. And also, it's easier for the searchers to find you, I think. Yes, I, I know. And I never thought about what you said uh, digging out. My thing was uh, flashing through my mind that I would be lying there and I would look up and start digging. I never thought, never in my mind that you could be face down and start digging. That's, that is even worse. I'm never going. <laughs> never. <laughs> you want me to cancel your ski trip? Yes, yes, right away. Ellen Pompeo, Grey's Anatomy. I never was a fan of Grey's Anatomy. Isn't that crazy? Bob Ross, painter. Oh, my gosh. I remember as a kid, uh, probably in grade school, junior high or something, uh, I think he would come on uh, Saturday mornings, and I thought he makes it look so easy uh, just with a little stroke to change something. And I always wanted to do it, but... That's not where my uh, specialty traits lie, not in art. But uh, And he was so calm. Mm-hmm. He talked so quietly that it was almost like a meditation session. Yeah. Well, it was shrouded in religion, just like uh, Mr. Rogers had his religious. He was an ordained minister, Mr. I Rogers. I didn't know that either. And then also Lamar Burton, you know, he early in life wanted to become a Catholic priest. And then uh, he, of course, uh, was a star of Roots. Oh, yes, I remember that series. And I was thinking now there's a series that's going on for years. I mean, I'm into one now that has seven seasons. And um, they can be the death of you because you get hooked on them and you want to just watch and watch. And this was just... Probably around the first time there was ever anything like what we see now. I meant there was probably, you know, Gunsmoke or Rawhide or uh, Days of Our Lives or something. Or Debbie Does Dallas. Uh, Well, I was never allowed to see that. So, (laughs) and I don't know where that came from. But anyway, uh, but of that magnitude... um, Oh, yes. People talked about it all the time, just like they do now. And, uh, yeah, it was a, a great thing. I didn't realize he was the guy that was on uh, uh, the Starship movies, Star Trek. Star Trek. Um, but, yes, yeah, it's, it's just crazy how exciting it was. When Roots was aired, uh, you can turn that off. When Roots was aired... Uh, Southern Illinois had one of the worst snowstorms they could have. And the program ran for eight consecutive nights. And they said the reason they did that, because they were afraid nobody would watch it, but Roots ran for eight consecutive nights. It was in March. It was a horrible snowstorm. People were locked into their house. And I watched every second of every program, and it had a tremendous impact on me, did it you? Oh, yes, yes. It was um, uh, very revealing. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think they should, and I guess they think, didn't they a couple of years ago run the whole thing again? Yeah, 
I think every once in a while they should just run it for people who, generations that haven't seen it. Also this morning, we had uh, dogs. We had a segment on a dog. Sadie the dog? Yes, that was neat, wasn't it? I loved how um, the dog rescued uh, his um, new owner, his rescue person. Um, And then I noticed how when the uh, guy walked around the room that her eyes followed him every move he made. And they say there is a special uh, reaction between uh, a survival dog and the person who has actually uh, rescued them because um, that just tells you dogs really have a lot of feelings. Mm -hmm. You know, I love dogs. Oh, I do too. (laughs) Yeah, I love dogs. I don't know, though. I think think dogs are really like your children. Uh, You like your own children, but you're not so crazy about someone else's kids. And I think that's the same with dogs. You know, your dog can get away with murder, but someone else's dog is absolutely horrible. That's kind of (laughs) strange. My dog is Spot whenever I was a young boy. Uh, We also had Whiskey. And uh, I don't know that I ever became attached to any other dogs. No, no. We had uh, Aki, mm-hmm. but um, I'm not sure that you were attached to Aki either. Okay, the last thing on the Sunday morning program, the Fifty Dimensions. Oh, I'd forgotten all about their music and the songs. And man, it wanted to make me see if I couldn't find an old, you know, cassette or something. Uh, Maybe Certainly a, not an album, not an old... Uh, oh, I probably had. I had a ton of albums, and I do not know what happened to them. But, um, yeah, I'd like to get a, a CD of their old hits and just listen to them again, because that's kind of my error. One less bell to ring. Oh, no, one less bell to answer. Yes. And Beautiful Balloon. Mm-hmm. Let the sun shine in, Aquarius. Yes, I love that one. It's a happy song. Mm -hmm. I love you. I love you. Yeah, It's Sunday. It's fun day. We're going to get an order of food in. We've let our supply of food uh, go down to absolutely nothing. And uh, the only other thing they talked about was masks, uh, which is the best mask to wear. And after watching that, I realized that I've been very deficient in getting the right mask. Well, I think the one that's the most comfortable is probably the, it's a good mask, but unless it fits you around your ear and around your nose and your cheeks and everything, um, it's not very helpful. It has to fit tight around your face. Mm -hmm. That's the reason I think when you see the nurses that have been uh, serving us so long in the emergency rooms and everything, uh, theirs are so tight that they've got, you know, indentions on their face where they've had them and worn them all day long. So, yes, but I'm, I've kind of been wearing two. Um, one that doesn't get so close to my mouth, next to my mouth, and then I've got one that really fits tight around my ears and my face to put over it. Uh, happens to be one we got from Blue Cross and Blue Shield. They sent those to us in the mail. And uh, I like that combination. 
Have a great one. Get your mask on and let's romp and roll today. Okie dokie. See you later. Love you, girl. Love you, hon. Bye. Oh, the reason I didn't get the plant food was, mm -hmm. remember, you brought it up after I had made the order. Mm. Oh, we're recording this too? No, no, we you're, got it turned off. You're dead meat. <laughs> oh, we're getting a fake meat? No. I said because I didn't order. Okay, let's... Morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Joe B. How are you on a, a Sunday morning? I know. It seemed like Saturday. Yesterday seemed like Sunday. I know. It finally got here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Great. You? Excellent. Good. Excellent. Getting ready for another big week. So how are you feeling? Uh, we, we've had our shots and everything, and we've been exposed and uh, deposed and everything. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, good. Good. Yeah. Um, yesterday, I uh, did mouth-to-mouth -mouth with Augie. <laughs> so uh, he's a test. He's my test. Augustus is our uh, six-year-old little feller that uh, had an overnight, first overnight in how long? Oh, my gosh. Months. Oh, I would say six, eight months or longer. I'd longer. Probably mm -hmm. since uh, mm -hmm. the pandemic started for us last March. So a year almost. You know, and I think... Him being away from us, can I say this, has been very beneficial with his growth and development. Well, that's kind of sad, isn't it? <laughs> Are you saying that perhaps we hindered his growth and development before? I think we enabled some activity that he got away with, with us, that he did not get away with other people. And I saw yesterday in a tremendous growth and development on his part. Oh yes, he's uh, he's a little man now. He's a little toddler. He's not a baby. He's um, he's doing really good. I think really, really good. What are you looking most for? For what? What are you looking forward to most? I should oh, have said. Forward to most. Oh, oh. I guess just uh, eventually getting out on the road. Uh, uh, I, I'm excited about just, you know, going down the road. Because every once in a while now I get in the car and I think, what would it be like just to keep going? Just get on the interstate and drive. We're going to get a little uh, taste of traveling, uh, going over to the Wounded Marine Golf Tournament, April 13th. And a couple of our kids are going to go with us and a few grandkids. Yes, I uh Always look forward to that, but it seems more like it's always been kind of um, overshadowed by work. It always seems like it was uh, a job, you know, making sure everything went okay with the golf tournament. So that always seemed like uh, the top part of it. So, yeah, I think this one we would have, we'll have it, uh, what? Um, thought about it and uh, going to use it a lot differently than we have before. Or I can't find the right words that I want to say. Um, look forward to it. It's not um, something really looming, I don't think. Now, I'm just a bystander, so you're the one that does it all. So I don't know if you feel that way at all or not. Do you? COVID, COVID has 
changed the whole perspective of everything because in working with the golf course, Saquon, Singing Hills, um, there's just so many things you can do and a lot of things you cannot do. And uh, they're going to separate people. Only one person can ride in the cart at a time. The other one has to walk. The uh, uh, after uh, event, which we always have a big awards and dinner, uh, we still have that schedule, but the probability of having it is diminished. And what they uh, are doing with tournaments now, they're feeding them on the course. They had food. They have food tents scattered throughout the golf course so that whenever you do your golfing, you go golf and uh, you get done. It's all over. There's no party. There's no hanging around. They don't want uh, a bunch of people getting together. They are really being cautious. So because of that and because of the fact that uh, our sponsors and our golfers are, are being very cautious about committing themselves for the tournament, uh, yeah, it's it's a relaxed approach to it this year, although we've just about got our course filled with golfers. Oh, that's wonderful. And uh, I, think, I think the golfers are going to like it um, because there's no big uh, lulls mm-hmm. in it. You see, you had to wait till everyone got finished before you started the proper program. So that kind of strung it out for a good ways. And people have been there since, what, Six in the morning, seven in the morning, and by two in the afternoon, you know, uh, they were probably ready to get home and uh, go out for dinner with their wives. So I think it'll be uh, a great thing, a hit. I think it'll be more fun for everyone. The cause is really great. It's for the Wounded, Ill, and Injured program at the uh, U.S. Naval Medical Center, San Diego, commonly known as Balboa. Uh, those patients uh, returning uh, from all services who might have been ill or injured, uh, the funds go into their program. So the people like to turn out for that, and it's it's a good cause. It's a good event, and it's uh, after the uh, founder, Duncan L. Hunter, who uh, was the congressman when it started 15 years ago and uh, retired, I think, 2008, and his son took over. Hey, uh, the Sunday morning show was on this morning. I'm going to name some topics, and you tell me which one you want to settle in on, okay? Okay. Okay, they talked about the avalanche. You want to settle in on that? Well, no, but I'll make a comment. Yeah. Um, it freaked me out. I thought I, I probably now would not. Of course, I would never go skiing because I see those guys flying down and I think, oh, my gosh, you know, I've got kids that ski and grandchildren that ski. And it's like, I would love to do it, but um, uh, I don't have a control of my body <laughs> that well anymore. So, But it would be um, really scary and you don't know when these things are going to happen. And uh, more times than not, it results in, uh, you know, death. So I don't, you know, I'll, I'll play down at the bottom of the hill and throw snowballs at people. You know, the two things they didn't mention that I thought about, uh, you know, whenever you're covered up, you don't know which way's up. So you start digging. You may be digging sideways or down. You just don't know. And the second thing is they do have a vest that that is an 
a balloon mm-hmm. that you can pull a ripcord and have a big balloon, and that keeps you on top of the avalanche. But they didn't mention either one of those. Yeah, but when do you pull that cord? As soon as you hear it coming. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, so then you are a balloon rolling down? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you stay on top of the snow instead of getting covered up. That's neat, except there's a Pl- lot of trees on there. Plus, if you get covered up, you have an air supply there. And also, it's easier for the searchers to find you, I think. Yes, I, I know. And I never thought about what you said uh, digging out. My thing was uh, flashing through my mind that I would be lying there and I would look up and start digging. I never thought, never in my mind that you could be face down and start digging. That's, that is even worse. I'm never going. <laughs> never. <laughs> you want me to cancel your ski trip? Yes, yes, right away. Ellen Pompeo, Grey's Anatomy. I never was a fan of Grey's Anatomy. Isn't that crazy? Bob Ross, painter. Oh, my gosh. I remember as a kid, uh, probably in grade school, junior high or something, uh, I think he would come on uh, Saturday mornings, and I thought he makes it look so easy uh, just with a little stroke to change something, and I always wanted to do it, but that's not where my... uh, Specialty traits lie, not in art. But uh, and he was so calm. Mm-hmm. He talked so quietly that it was almost like a meditation session. Yeah. Well, it was shrouded in religion, just like uh, Mister Rogers had his religious. He was an ordained minister, Mister Rogers. Not know that and then also Lamar Burton. You know, he early in life wanted to become a Catholic priest and. Then uh, he, of course, uh, was a star of Roots. Oh, yes, I remember that series. And I was thinking now, there's a series that's going on for years. I'm, at, I'm into one now that has seven seasons. And um, they can be the death of you because you get hooked on them and you want to just watch and watch. And this was just probably around the first time there was ever anything like what we see now, I meant there was probably, you know, Gunsmoke or Rawhide or uh, Days of Our Lives or something. Or Debbie Does Dallas. Uh, well, I was never allowed to see that. So, <laughs> and I don't know where that came from. But anyway, uh, but of that magnitude, uh, oh, yes, people talked about it all the time, just like they do now. And, uh, yeah, it was a, a great thing. I didn't realize he was the guy that was on uh, uh, the Starship Star movies, Trek. Star Trek. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's just crazy how exciting it was. When Roots was aired, uh, you can turn that off. When Roots was aired, um, Southern Illinois had one of the worst snowstorms they could have. And the program ran for eight consecutive nights. And they said the reason they did that, because they were afraid nobody would watch it, but Roots ran for eight consecutive nights. It was in March. It was a horrible snowstorm. People were locked into their house. And I watched every second of every program. And it 
had a tremendous impact on me, did it you? Oh, yes. Yes, it was um, uh, very revealing. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think they should, and I guess they think, didn't they a couple of years ago run the whole thing again? Yeah, I think every once in a while they should just run it for people who, generations that haven't seen it. Also this morning, we had uh, dogs. We had a segment on a dog. Sadie the dog? Yes, that was neat, wasn't it? I loved how um, the dog rescued uh, his um, new owner, his rescue person. Um, and then I noticed how when the uh, guy walked around the room that her eyes followed him every move he made. And they say there is a special uh, reaction between uh, a survival dog some, and the person who has actually uh, rescued them because... Um, that just tells you dogs really have a lot of feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, I love dogs. Oh, I do too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I love dogs. I don't so, know, though. I think, I think dogs are really like your children. Uh, you like your own children, but you're not so crazy about someone else's kids. And I think that's the same with dogs. You know, your dog can get away with murder, but someone else's dog is absolutely horrible. That's kind of strange. <laughs> My dog is Spot whenever I was a young boy. Uh, we also had whiskey, and uh, I don't know that I ever became attached to any other dogs. No, no. We had uh, Aki, mm-hmm. but um, I'm not sure that you were attached to Aki either. Okay, the last thing on the Sunday morning program, the Fifth Dimensions. Oh, I'd forgotten all about their music and the songs, and man, it wanted to make me see if I couldn't find an old, you know, cassette or something. Uh, maybe Certainly a, not an album, not an old... Uh, oh, I probably had. I had a ton of albums, and I do not know what happened to them. But, um, yeah, I'd like to get a, a CD of their old hits and just listen to them again, because that's kind of my error. One Less Bell to Ring. Oh, no, One Less Bell to Answer. Yes. And Beautiful Balloon, mm-hmm. Let the Sun Shine In, oh, Aquarius. Yes, I love that one. It's a happy song. Mm-hmm. I love you. I love you. Yeah, It's Sunday. It's fun day. We're going to get a order of food in. We've let our supply of food uh, go down to absolutely nothing. And uh, the only other thing they talked about were, was masks. Uh, which is the best mask to wear. And after watching that, I realized that I've been very deficient in getting the right mask. Well, I think the one that's the most comfortable is probably the, it's a good mask, but unless it fits you around your ear and around your nose and your cheeks and everything, um, it's not very helpful. It has to fit tight around your face. That's the reason I think when you see the nurses that have been uh, serving us so long in the emergency rooms and everything, uh, theirs are so tight that they've got, you know, indentions on their face where they've had them and worn them all day long. So, yes, but I've kind of been wearing two. Um, One that doesn't get so close to my mouth 
next to my mouth, and then I've got one that really fits tight around my ears and my face to put over it. Uh, happens to be one we got from Blue Cross and Blue Shield. They sent those to us in the mail, and uh, I like that combination. Have a great one. Get your mask on and let's romp and roll today. Okie dokie. See you later. Love you, girl. Love you, hon. Bye. Oh, the reason I didn't get the plant food was, mm. remember, you brought it up after I had made the order. Mm. Oh, we're recording this too? No, no, we you're, got it turned off. You're dead meat. <laughs> oh, we're getting a fake meat? No. I said because I didn't order. Okay, let's... Morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Joe B. How are you on a, a Sunday morning? I know. It seemed like Saturday. Yesterday seemed like Sunday. I know. It finally got here. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Great. You? Excellent. Good. Excellent. Getting ready for another big week. So how are you feeling? Uh, we, we've had our shots and everything, and we've been exposed and uh, deposed and everything. Uh, how are you doing? Uh, good. Good. Yeah. Um, yesterday, I uh, did mouth-to-mouth with Augie. <laughs> so uh, he's a test. He's my test. Augustus is our uh, six-year-old little feller that uh, had an overnight, first overnight in how long? Oh, my gosh. Months. Oh, I would say six, eight months or longer. I'd longer. Probably mm-hmm. since uh, the pandemic started for us last March. So a year almost. You know, and I think... Him being away from us, can I say this, has been very beneficial with his growth and development. Well, that's kind of sad, isn't it? <laughs> Are you saying that perhaps we hindered his growth and development before? I think we enabled some activity that he got away with, with us, that he did not get away with other people. And I saw yesterday in a tremendous growth and development on his part. Oh yes, he's uh, he's a little man now. He's a little toddler. He's not a baby. He's um, he's doing really good. I think really, really good. What are you looking most for? For what? What are you looking forward to most? I should oh, have said. Forward to most. Oh, oh, I guess just uh, eventually getting out on the road. Uh, uh, I, I'm excited about just, you know, going down the road. Because every once in a while now I get in the car and I think, what would it be like just to keep going? Just get on the interstate and drive. We're going to get a little uh, taste of traveling, uh, going over to the Wounded Marine Golf Tournament, April 13th. And a couple of our kids are going to go with us and a few grandkids. Yes, I uh Always look forward to that, but it seems more like it's always been kind of um, overshadowed by work. It always seems like it was uh, a job, you know, making sure everything went okay with the golf tournament. So that always seemed like uh, the top part of it. So, yeah, I think this one we would have, we'll have it, uh, what? thought about it and uh, going to use it a lot differently than we have before. Or I can't find the right words that I want to say. Um, look forward to it. 
it's not um, something really looming, I don't think. Now, I'm just a bystander, so you're the one that does it all. So I don't know if you feel that way at all or not. Do you? COVID, COVID has changed the whole perspective of everything because in working with the golf course, Saquon, Singing Hills, um, there's just so many things you can do and a lot of things you cannot do. And uh, they're going to separate people. Only one person can ride in the cart at a time. The other one has to walk. The uh, uh, after uh, event, which we always have a big awards and dinner, uh, we still have that schedule, but the probability of having it is diminished. And what they uh, are doing with tournaments now, they're feeding them on the course. They had food. They have food tents scattered throughout the golf course so that whenever you do your golfing, you go golf and uh, you get done. It's all over. There's no party. There's no hanging around. They don't want uh, a bunch of people getting together. They are really being cautious. So because of that and because of the fact that uh, our sponsors and our golfers are, are being very cautious about committing themselves for the tournament, uh, yeah, it's it's a relaxed approach to it this year, although we've just about got our course filled with golfers. Oh, that's wonderful. And uh, I, think, I think the golfers are going to like it um, because there's no big uh, lulls mm-hmm. in it. You see, you had to wait till everyone got finished before you started the proper program. So that kind of strung it out for a good ways. And people have been there since, what, Six in the morning, seven in the morning, and by two in the afternoon, you know, uh, they were probably ready to get home and uh, go out for dinner with their wives. So I think it'll be uh, a great thing, a hit. I think it'll be more fun for everyone. The cause is really great. It's for the Wounded, Ill, and Injured program at the uh, U.S. Naval Medical Center, San Diego, commonly known as Balboa. Uh, those patients uh, returning uh, from all services who might have been ill or injured, uh, the funds go into their program. So the people like to turn out for that, and it's it's a good cause. It's a good event, and it's uh, after the uh, founder, Duncan L. Hunter, who uh, was the congressman when it started 15 years ago and uh, retired, I think, 2008, and his son took over. Hey, uh, the Sunday morning show was on this morning. I'm going to name some topics, and you tell me which one you want to settle in on, okay? Okay. Okay, they talked about the avalanche. You want to settle in on that? Well, no, but I'll make a comment. Yeah. Um, it freaked me out. I thought I, I probably now would not, of course, I would never go skiing because I see those guys flying down and I think oh my gosh you know I've got kids that ski and grandchildren that ski and it's like I would love to do it but um, uh, I don't have a control of my body <laughs> that well anymore so but it would be um, really scary and you don't know when these things are going to happen and uh, more times than not it results in uh, you know death so I don't yeah, I'll I'll play down at the bottom of the hill and throw snowballs at people. 
You know, the two things they didn't mention that I thought about, uh, you know, whenever you're covered up, you don't know which way's up, so you start digging. You may be digging sideways or down. You just don't know. And the second thing is they do have a vest that that is an, a balloon mm-hmm. that you can pull a ripcord and have a big balloon, and that keeps you on top of the avalanche. But they didn't mention either one of those. Yeah, but when do you pull that cord? As soon as you hear it coming. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, so then you are a balloon rolling down? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, you stay on top of the snow instead of getting covered up. That's neat, except there's a Pl- lot of trees on there. Plus, if you get covered up, you have an air supply there. And also, it's easier for the searchers to find you, I think. Yes, I, I know. And I never thought about what you said uh, digging out. My thing was uh, flashing through my mind that I would be lying there and I would look up and start digging. I never thought, never in my mind that you could be face down and start digging. That's, that is even worse. I'm never going. <laughs> never. <laughs> you want me to cancel your ski trip? Yes, yes, right away. Ellen Pompeo, Grey's Anatomy. I never was a fan of Grey's Anatomy. Isn't that crazy? Bob Ross, painter. Oh, my gosh. I remember as a kid, uh, probably in grade school, junior high or something, uh, I think he would come on uh, Saturday mornings, and I thought he makes it look so easy uh, just with a little stroke to change something, and I always wanted to do it, but that's not where my... uh, Specialty traits lie, not in art. But, uh, and he was so calm. Mm-hmm. He talked so quietly that it was almost like a meditation session. Yeah. Well, it was shrouded in religion, just like uh, Mr. Rogers had his religious, he was an ordained minister, Mr. I did Rogers. Not know that and then also Lamar Burton, you know, he early in life wanted to become a Catholic priest and. Then uh, he, of course, uh, was a star of Roots. Oh, yes, I remember that series. And I was thinking now, there's a series that's going on for years. I'm, at, I'm into one now that has seven seasons. And um, they can be the death of you because you get hooked on them and you want to just watch and watch. And this was just probably around the first time there was ever anything like what we see now, I meant there was probably, you know, Gunsmoke or Rawhide or uh, Days of Our Lives or something. Or Debbie Does Dallas. Uh, well, I was never allowed to see that. So, <laughs> and I don't know where that came from. But anyway, uh, but of that magnitude, um, oh, yes, people talked about it all the time, just like they do now. And, uh, yeah, it was a, a great thing. I didn't realize he was the guy that was on uh, uh, the Starship Star movies, Trek. Star Trek. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's just crazy how exciting it was. When Roots was aired, uh, you can turn that off. When Roots was aired, um, Southern Illinois had one of the worst snowstorms they could have. And the program ran for eight consecutive nights. And they said the reason they did that, because they were afraid nobody would watch it. But 
Roots ran for eight consecutive nights. It was in March. It was a horrible snowstorm. People were locked into their house. And I watched every second of every program. And it had a tremendous impact on me. Did it you? Oh, yes. Yes. It was um, uh, very revealing. You know, I I think they should, and I guess they think, didn't they a couple of years ago run the whole thing again? Yeah. I think every once in a while they should just run it for people who, generations that haven't seen it. Also this morning, we had uh, dogs. We had a segment on a dog. Sadie the dog? Yes. That was neat, wasn't it? I loved how um, the dog was rescued. Uh, his um, new owner, his rescue person. Um, and then I noticed how when the uh, guy walked around the room that her eyes followed him every move he made. And they say there is a special uh, reaction between uh, a survival dog some, and the person who has actually uh, rescued them because... Um, that just tells you dogs really have a lot of feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, I love dogs. Oh, I do too. <laughs> yeah, I love dogs. I don't so, know, though. I think, I think dogs are really like your children. Uh, you like your own children, but you're not so crazy about someone else's kids. And I think that's the same with dogs. You know, your dog can get away with murder, but someone else's dog is absolutely horrible. That's kind of strange. <laughs> My dog is Spot whenever I was a young boy. Uh, we also had whiskey, and uh, I don't know that I ever became attached to any other dogs. No, no. We had uh, Aki, mm-hmm. but um, I'm not sure that you were attached to Aki either. Okay, the last thing on the Sunday morning program, the Fifth Dimensions. Oh, I'd forgotten all about their music and the songs, and man, it wanted to make me see if I couldn't find an old, you know, cassette or something. Uh, maybe Certainly a, not an album, not an old... Uh, oh, I probably had. I had a ton of albums, and I do not know what happened to them. But, um, yeah, I'd like to get a, a CD of their old hits and just listen to them again, because that's kind of my error. One Less Bell to Ring. Oh, no, One Less Bell to Answer. Yes. And Beautiful Balloon, Mm -hmm. Let the Sun Shine In, Aquarius. Yes, I love that one. It's a happy song. Mm -hmm. I love you. I love you. Yeah, it's Sunday. It's fun day. We're going to get an order of food in. We've let our supply of food uh, go down to absolutely nothing. And uh, the only other thing they talked about was masks. Uh, which is the best mask to wear. And after watching that, I realized that I've been very deficient in getting the right mask. Well, I think the one that's the most comfortable is probably the, it's a good mask, but unless it fits you around your ear and around your nose and your cheeks and everything, um, it's not very helpful. It has to fit tight around your face. That's the reason I think when you see the nurses that have been uh, serving us so long in the emergency rooms and everything, uh, theirs are so tight that they've got 
you know, indentions on their face where they've had them and worn them all day long. So, yes, but I'm, I've kind of been wearing two. Um, one that doesn't get so close to my mouth, next to my mouth, and then I've got one that really fits tight around my ears and my face to put over it. Uh, happens to be one we got from Blue Cross and Blue Shield. They sent those to us in the mail. And uh, I like that combination. Have a great one. Get your mask on and let's romp and roll today. Okie dokie. See you later. Love you, girl. Love you, hon. Bye. Oh, the reason I didn't get the plant food mm. was, remember, you brought it up after I had made the order. Mm. Oh, we're recording this too? No, no, we you're, got it turned off. You're dead meat. <laughs> oh, we're getting a fake meat? No. I said because I didn't order. Okay, let's.